0: Well, good morning. It is such a, a joy to see so many people here. Um, we really didn't know how many people would show up on Christmas morning. I know there's a lot that goes on on Christmas morning in people's houses. And uh, to get everybody dressed and ready and get everything uh, to church on Sunday morning like this, I know, is a, is a challenge. So I want to thank you for being here and just to be able to celebrate with us and to join together and uh, sing and uh, and put our focus and our uh, our attention on Christ. Right, let me ask you how many of you last night celebrated Christmas with exchanging your gifts. Let me see your hands. Yeah. Some of you did well. At our house, that's what we did. Our girls were were in last night, heaven and destiny, and and we had uh, we've adopted kind of a, a single mother and her two children. In fact, they came yesterday to the uh, Christmas Eve service. We had them at our house last night, and so we had just a, a great time of giving gifts and exchanging gifts. And, and I was sitting there just. And on the couch just watching all this. And, and you know how it is when, especially little kids, when they tear in the gifts and when they're, you just see on their face the expressions of, of joy and, and man, they were so excited. And our, our girls and getting the things that we gave them and them giving our, our gifts to us. And, and I couldn't help but just think, how much of Christmas is about giving gifts? I mean, it really is. You take away giving gifts. I really don't know what we were done last night. I mean, we ate last night, and maybe you did last night at your house if you opened gifts. But, I mean, Christmas is, is about gift-giving. In fact, people that don't even believe in Jesus celebrate Christmas with giving gifts. There, there's a friend of mine who, um, who's not a Christian, doesn't believe that Jesus is a Messiah. And uh, he wrote me an email this week. And at the end of the email, he, he, he signed it. Mary Xmas, and uh, I, I, you know, when I see that, you know, the, it always brings that emotion of, man, I, you know, don't take Christ out of Christmas. But yet, I, I thought, you know what, I'm gonna, I'm gonna write him back and say, you know what, it was so awesome that you put Xmas because the X stands for the first letter in the Greek alphabet of Christ's name. In the Greek, Christ is Christos. And the first letter is Chi, which is the letter X. And so for years ago, that's how people identified Jesus with an X because that was kind of his first letter of his name. Just like if you email me, you're going to get R deal, the R being the first letter of my name, X being the first letter of Jesus' name. But I thought it was interesting that even people that don't believe in Christ, even people that... Have no faith and trust in Jesus as Savior. will celebrate Christmas with giving gifts. Now, I know that gift giving takes a lot of the attention of Christmas. Again, you take that away uh, of Christmas, and man, it's a whole different deal in America because it centers around people shopping and buying gifts and giving gifts at Christmas. But I want to draw attention this morning to where that came from. It comes right out of the Christmas story. Last night we read, as Jeff mentioned, in Luke chapter 2, well, Matthew also records a portion of the Christmas story. Now, he doesn't he cover the birth. If you read in the book of Matthew, he starts with the genealogy talking about, you know, Jesus' descendants going all the way back to Abraham and then follows it through to David. But then when you get to chapter 2, Matthew records what happened a little later after Jesus was born, and he talks about the wise men, the magi, and it, and the fact that they brought gifts to Jesus—that's really, I believe, where the whole focus of gift giving began, with the example of the wise men bringing gifts to Jesus after he was born. So, if you got a Bible, I want you to turn to Matthew chapter two. Now, if you don't have a Bible, just listen to this. This is a portion of the Christmas story that I believe is. Is so special because it helps us to know where all this gift giving that we do at Christmas comes from. Matthew chapter 2, I'm going to read the first 12 verses, follow along with me. It says, Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea during the reign of King Herod. About that time, some wise men from eastern lands arrived in Jerusalem asking, where's the newborn king of the Jews? We saw his star as it rose, and we have come to worship him. King Herod was deeply disturbed when he heard this, as was everyone in Jerusalem, and he called a meeting of the leading priests and teachers of religious law, and he asked, where is the Messiah supposed to be born? In Bethlehem in Judea, they said, for this is what the prophet wrote, and you, O Bethlehem in the land of Judah... Are not least among the ruling cities of Judah, for a ruler will come from you who will be the shepherd for my people Israel. Then Herod called for a private meeting with the wise men, and he learned from them the time when the star first appeared. Then he came and told them, go to Bethlehem and search carefully for the child, and when you find him, come back and tell me so that I can go and worship him too. After this interview, the wise men went their way, and the star they had seen in the east Guided them to Bethlehem, it went ahead of them and stopped over the place where the child was. And when they saw the star, they will they were filled with joy, and they entered the house and saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasure chest and gave him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And when it was time to leave. They returned to their own country by another route, for God had warned them in a dream not to return to Herod. Now, again, this is a part of the story of Christmas that we read and that we find recorded in our Bibles. Now, what Matthew does here really is is give us some detail, but there's some detail that it's not there. For instance, you look at verse 1 again. It says, Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea. Well, that's pretty specific, and it says it was, he was born during the reign of King Herod. And then notice this. It says, about that time, some wise men. Now again, your Bible might say magi. Uh, really what that, that referred to was, was astrologers possibly or magicians. We get the word magic from magi. Uh, we really don't know a whole lot about them. The uh, only thing Matthew says here is that they were wise men or magi. We don't really even know how many. I know there's a song that we sing at Christmas called, We Three Kings. Well, it doesn't say there were three here. It does say there were more than one because it says men and it talks about they a little later on. But he didn't say how many. It doesn't say really, you know, much about who they were. In fact, it doesn't even really say a lot about where they were from. It says here, from eastern lands. Well, where's that? Uh, we don't know. Some people think maybe Babylon, probably, because Daniel lived there and Daniel was the one that wrote a lot of prophecy about the coming Messiah, possibly there, maybe not, we don't know. But it's really not that important. When you read the story of Christmas, you've got to look for what's the main point, what's the most important. It also says there in verse 2, just kind of interesting as you, as you read it, that there was a star that rose. Now, you see a lot of Christmas trees. You put a star on top of it. Uh, stars are always a part of the, the decor at Christmas. We don't know a whole lot about this star. We do know that it moved. And so, was it a star like we see stars in the sky? We don't know. Most most scholars believe it was probably the Shekinah glory of God. If it was a, a light that they saw in the sky and it followed them and it, and it And it shone down to where Jesus was there in Bethlehem. Uh, Maybe was a star, maybe not. We don't know. Again, not that important. And and, and when you drop down and look at verse 9, it says, After this interview, the wise men went their way, and the star they had seen in the east guided them to Bethlehem, and it went ahead of them and stopped over the place where the child was. And it says, They entered the house, and saw the child with his mother Mary, and notice this, they bowed down and worshiped him. Now, that is an important point. What we're doing this morning, I believe, is exactly what the Christmas story leads us to do, and that is worship. Uh, that's really one of the reasons that, that we made a decision to say, well, let's Let's have church on Sunday morning. What better way to celebrate Christmas than to come together and worship? And and you know, we don't just worship Jesus at Christmas. I mean, we worship him every Sunday. In fact, we are to worship him every day. We're to give him honor and glory. But Christmas is just that one time a year where we're reminded of who we worship and how important worship is to God. It says the wise men bowed down and worshiped him. Now, notice what else it says. And they opened their treasure chest and gave him gifts. Now, it could have stopped there. Matthew could have said, hey, these wise men, how many ever there were, could have been two, four, could have been 15, we don't know. But they brought gifts to Jesus. And it could have ended right there. The story could have just said gifts. And we would have probably all spent a lot of time thinking, wonder what they brought Jesus. Wonder what kind of gifts. If you were at our Christmas Eve service yesterday, we showed a video of a group of kids that were being asked some questions about Christmas, and one of the, one of the questions was, what gifts did the wise men bring to Jesus? And uh, one of the kids, if you heard this, I thought it was so funny, he said, uh, baby toys. That makes sense to me. I mean, if you're going to bring gifts to a baby, what would you bring them? Baby toys. And one of the kids was trying to say myrrh, which is what the Bible said was one of the gifts. And, and it came out as merchandise. And said, well, okay. You know, the wise men brought some merchandise to Jesus. I mean, what does a baby need that's born in a, in a stable? A blanket? A pillow? I mean, some, some things to take care of the baby with. But Matthew gets specific here. In fact, it's really one of the few things in his account that he gets very specific with. He said, they opened their treasure chest and gave him gifts. Now, there's three of them here, and that's where we get the idea that maybe there were three kings or three wise men. In fact, uh, the song, We Three Kings, it doesn't say anywhere in here that the wise men were kings. It just says they were magi. But it does say they brought three gifts, so we think, well, okay, each one of them brought a gift. We don't know that. Not important, but here's what is important. Notice the three gifts. They gave him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Now again, we read that in the story and go, what were they thinking? Why did they bring him those kind of gifts? A baby doesn't need that. Well, when you understand the meaning and the symbolism of these three gifts, it sure makes Christmas, helps us to understand Christmas and who Jesus is a lot better. For instance, gold, in that day gold was, was a, a symbol of wealth. If you had gold, you were wealthy, and, and, and it was pretty important to, to, in that day to acquire gold because it was a sign of wealth, but it was also a sign of royalty. Gold was a symbol of, of kingship. It was a, a symbol of, of someone being a king. When you referred to gold, it was, it was a way of referring to someone as a king. They brought a gift of gold to Jesus. And it would, it would help us to understand who had just been born. A king. A king. We understand who Jesus is as our king. He's our ruler. He is the one that we bow to as kings. But they also, Matthew says that they not only brought a gift of gold, but they brought a gift of frankincense. Well, what is frankincense? We don't talk about frankincense. Well, If you look at the word, it's, it's a, a word broken into two parts, frank and then incense. Well, we know what incense is. Incense is something that you burn and it's got a, 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 an aroma to it and, it and it fills the whole room. Well, in that day and time, they would take frankincense, which is a very expensive form of incense and and they would use it in their sacrifices the jews did in their sacrifices to god it, it was a pretty important part of that because when when they would burn offerings uh to god they would they would let the smoke that would coming from that burnt offering be a way to 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 connect with god to let god know that they were offering this sacrifice to him And so that frankincense was a way for them to acknowledge that Jesus, who had just been born, was the God that would come to this earth and be our sacrifice. Now, we understand the Christmas story that God came to this earth in the form of Jesus, fully God. But we also know he was fully man. Well, that's the third gift. The third gift is myrrh. In that day and time, myrrh was a, was a perfume, and, and, and it's known as a perfume today. But, but it was a, a perfume, and they would use it when people would die. They would take that perfume because they didn't embalm people that had died. And before they buried him, they would take that perfume and put it around the body to keep it from smelling. And that's, that's what they used. We know that because that's what they did with Jesus when he died and was buried. And so when they brought the myrrh as a gift to Jesus, again it would symbolize his humanity. That Jesus would come to this earth to die on a cross. Fully God, yet fully man. They brought those three gifts. And Matthew made it a point to make sure that he identified what those gifts were. Now, there's a couple things. One, just the symbolism in those gifts. But also this, and here's why I want to close this morning. When we think of Christmas, again, we think of, of giving gifts to one another. Our family, people maybe we know. I mean, it's just a part of Christmas and how we celebrate Christmas. But this story that Matthew records said that these wise men brought gifts to Jesus? Let me ask you a question. What gift do you give Jesus? I mean, was he on your shopping list this year? Was, was Jesus a part of what, what you thought of when you were getting ready to, to, to give gifts at Christmas? I mean, was that a part? I'll, I'll be honest with you. Last night when we were sitting there, I mean, I just got caught up into the whole moment of, of gift giving and the joy of that and just just how fun it is to see people give gifts and receive gifts. And that's how easy it is for all of us to miss really the story of Christmas that's about what we bring to Jesus and offer him as a gift. Now If you're like me, you would think, well, what do you give Jesus? I mean, what does even that mean, that I'm going to bring a gift to Jesus? It's it's about as crazy as, as this story of thinking these wise men brought Jesus gold, frankincense, and myrrh as a little baby. What did it have to do with gifts for a baby? What do you give Jesus? What gift do you give him? Well, here's the great news. The Bible answers that question. In fact, let me just read to you. It's found in Romans chapter 12. One of my favorite verses. Listen to what it says. Romans chapter 12 verse 1. It says, and so dear brothers and sisters. Now, and so, or your Bible might say therefore, it goes back to what was just said and brings with it into this verse. What was just said in chapter 11 verse 36. Listen to this. For everything's Everything comes from him, talking about Jesus, everything comes from him and exists by his power and is intended for his glory. All glory to him forever. Chapter 12, verse 1. And so, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give, now there's the gift, to give your bodies to God Because of all he has done for you. So what are we giving to God? It just says plainly. We give your bodies to God because of all he has done for you. Let them be a holy and living sacrifice, the kind he will find acceptable. Now notice this. This is truly the way to worship him. Now I don't know if you thought this morning in coming to church on Christmas morning as a gift That you're giving Jesus. But that's what we did. That's what you're doing now. In worshiping Christ. We offer him ourselves. Worship is not about what we can get out of it. It's about what we give to him. And we don't just do it at Christmas. It's to be our acceptable way of worship. It's the way you and I worship. It's what we give to Christ. So I want to encourage you this morning. Think about what you're going to give Jesus. And you don't have to think very hard because the Bible has told us what to give him. We give him ourselves totally. We say to God, God, I'm yours. I belong to you. Now, listen. If you have never trusted Jesus as your savior, then that's how you come to Christ. You come to Christ saying, Lord, I give you my life. I'm yours, not part of my life, not just my Sunday life, not not just the part I wanna give, Lord, I give it all to you. That's the gift that we give to Jesus. We give ourselves. And if you've never done that, you might think that that's the hardest decision you could ever make. Well, let me tell you, it's not an easy decision because you're basically, you're saying, Lord, I'm giving up. I'm yours. You take my life and guide me and lead me. And boy, the joy that comes from that when you let go and let Jesus have control of your life. When you turn from your sin, as the Bible says, it's called repentance, and and you trust in what Jesus did for you in dying on the cross, and you come to him and say, Lord, here's my gift to you. You gave a gift to me by sacrificing your life. Lord, my response is to give you my life. If you've never done that, and I don't just assume that you came to church on a Christmas Sunday morning and everybody here is a Christian, You might be sitting here and you were invited by somebody or you might be just coming with family. God wanted you to be here this morning and God wanted you to hear some good news that he came to this earth to be a sacrifice for you. He came to give his all. He came to give a gift to you and I. He gave his life on a cross, dying for the punishment that we deserved and he calls us to... Put our faith and trust in him. He just says, believe in me. You don't have to work or earn or, or do anything to, to, to make it where you did something to deserve salvation. No, the Bible clearly says it's a gift. All we do is receive it. That's what you can do this morning. When you get a, a gift to someone, what has to take place when you give that gift? They have to receive it. Now, how bad would it be if, if you offered somebody a gift and they rejected it? I don't want your gift. How would that make you feel? Well, there's a picture here, I believe, that we can understand when God is offering you and I a gift, and it was delivered to us by his son, Jesus, and all he's doing this morning is inviting you to receive it. That's the message of Christmas. That's why you're here this morning. The Bible simply says you call upon his name. You just pray, asking God, Lord, forgive me of my sins. I put my trust in you. I give you my life. Take control and come to live in me. Now, if you're already a Christian, then you're sitting here and you're you're, you're listening to Romans 12.1 and says, that's what I want to do. I want this next year to be a gift that I give the Lord and giving him myself, and worshiping him. The Bible says right here, all glory to him forever. That's what worship is, just giving God glory. And we do it by offering ourselves to him. I'm going to invite you to bow your head, and I'm going to close us in prayer. Lord, I thank you for the, the message out of the wise men who came to Bethlehem and offered gifts. And Lord, the gifts that were offered are so meaningful to us as we know that, Jesus, you are our king and that you came to this earth fully God. You lived a perfect, sinless life. You are fully human. You've died physically on a cross and were buried. And yet the Bible says you rose from the grave, conquered death so that we might have a relationship with you not only here on this earth but all eternity. Lord, thank you for your gift that you gave us. I pray this morning, Lord, that our response If there's someone here that's never given their life to you, Lord, the response for them this morning will be to trust you as their Savior. And Lord, for those of us that have already trusted you, Lord, help us to fully give ourselves to you. Help us to worship you. Lord, not just on Christmas morning like we are this morning, but Lord, every day. And as we come together again next Sunday, We come worshiping and honoring you, offering ourselves to you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for Christmas. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.